Good morning and good afternoon, depending on wherever you at the time of this recording. This is episode 99 of the Restricted Zone Podcast. A great crew today, college basketball. Listen, guys, are you guys ready? Let me introduce you to the crew, man. Kyrie, introduce yourself. Yo, what's going on, fellas? Glad to be back. Hope the listeners got like what we uh what, what we got to say today. Yes, sir. Lodge, introduce yourself to the Restricted Zone crew, man. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Hope y'all had a good weekend. Yes, sir. Johnny, we back, man. Introduce yourself to the fans out there, man. Hello, world. Just Johnny tapping in again, baby. Just an analyst, not an advocate. Yes, sir. So I'm going to leave it to Kyrie. Go ahead, Kyrie. All right, fellas. As you all know, and the listeners, as you all know, we just had a wild weekend with the Sweet 16 and the Elite 8 in uh, the NCAA tournament. Um... I just want to hear from you guys from those two rounds what your biggest surprises and disappointments were. We had a lot of battles. We had a lot of games that were – that we I, – I know from my predictions last episode, I pretty much got everything wrong. So I can only ah. imagine what, what y'all looked like, man. It was, it, was, it was a lot of upsets. It was a lot of surprises, a lot of stuff we didn't see coming. So I'm going to throw it to Colin first, bro. Tell me what you've seen this weekend in the Elite Eight and the Sweet 16 that just – that shocked you, that – impressed you, disappointed you, well, let me know something. Well, let's start with the surprises. I mean, San Diego State. I mean, let's look at their history, to be honest with you. This is San Diego. Isn't that with Kawhi Leonard with you? I, I was just about to say, yo, can, do you name right. another player that came from there? And I, think, maybe, like, that's uh, <laughs> and I think at a time back then, I don't know, this is what I'm really testing knowledge on this, Malik Pope. You guys Malik remember Pope, him. Yeah. And you guys yeah. remember him. Malik Pope was a bucket, I remember. He had San Diego up a little bit. It was, you know, a little bit. But you, that's mm-hmm. for the people that really remember. But, no, San Diego doesn't – I don't know. I could be wrong again. They don't have really a, a rich history compared to the other programs. So, seeing them go to, you know, Final Four, that's crazy. I mean, this tournament has been completely unexpected. None of the big blues are in this. Not only the big blues, the power, the real power household names in college basketball outside mm-hmm. the big blues like the Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, UCLA, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, now only we got one out right now, right? Yeah, Arizona. Hell, Arizona. UConn. UConn. Oh, one. Oh, and I want to throw this in, Kyrie. Thank you again, Lodge, for throwing this. I'm gonna piggyback over what you just said. UConn, man. Can we just talk about a program that whenever they have a chance? They always capitalize on the Yeah, chances. I was about to say they, yeah, they, always. they, they make the Gonzaga look weak. Always. Bro, like, come on. Like, the regular like, season. They make Gonzaga look weak, yo. And they be so fluky in the regular Sometimes they play well, they dominate the regular season. They blew, and sometimes they blew yeah, out the last like, four teams. They, they, they blew out the, they've been blowing right. out teams throughout the whole tournament. Right. And combined, and, 90 and, points, I think, the last four wins combined, 90 points they've been beating teams. Like, as hell. a combined total out of their last four points or whatever. Thank I mean, last you, Johnny. But, yeah, man, I, thank you. That's, they the only ones that is still favored uh, in this sea of upsets, as we said. No, listen, UConn's always Kyrie. Let's look back at 2014 when they played my Kentucky Wildcats. We were supposed mm-hmm. to beat UConn. They weren't even underdogs. We were the underdogs, but everyone had Kentucky winning to a certain extent. But this, but the, you know what? What you know what, bro? They had someone in that tournament that could shoot the lights out and Shab- 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 and Shab- they got Shab- somebody in this tournament that could shoot the lights out too, man. Oh man! man. And shout out to oh, UConn. I'm such a fan because they always capitalize on their chances when it's time to capitalize making the tournament run. They Kevin Ollie, 2014, you got Kemba Walker when he hit that yep. shot. 
and then you Rip, got Rip it. Hamilton squad. Rip Hamilton, listen, UConn just knows how to capitalize. So I'm gonna throw UConn in one of those powerhouse schools. <laughs> if anyone really genuinely doesn't put them subconsciously in their mind as a powerhouse school, just because of the tradition wise, I think UConn, you can start putting them up there because every time they get a mm-hmm. chance, to me, they capitalize it. They always capitalize it. But go ahead, Lodge, what you got to say? To me, they they kind of make Gonzaga look like 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 trash to me. Thank I feel like you. As, as like college organizations, they kind of emulate the same type of like. Usually, a lot of their players aren't like one and dones. They stay a long time. They develop some type of like, you know, upperclassmen like veteran kind of basically push push the play in the Martin Madness tournament. And Gonzaga fails to capitalize to me. And, and every time UConn gets every a chance, time. like you said, they they literally. I agree with you a lot with you what you're saying, Lars, because there like I was just thinking about it today, Gonzaga had plenty of times and opportunities to close out and, and get their, their national championship and just and just folded. But we gotta put things into perspective where UConn's always been in a in a super competitive Big East conference. Right. And the Big East has always been bigger than the WAC and like I which I like to call it WAC the WAC. Because there's nobody else besides the WAC. Gonzaga and, and Santa Clara. There's nobody else. The wax. And so the Big East, you, know, like, you got to think, they're going up against St. John's, Syracuse, like back in the day, uh, Rutgers. Like, they it, they, had some, but, they had hitters throughout their entire history of, of their program. So it kind of built them up to be, you know, one of the one of the more, like, one of the close. Like, I, I would honestly throw right, them in they, the category. Like like you were saying, Colin, like, it, yeah, but they were set up. You had the history led up to them for that being where, or having been from where, who they played and who their competition has been all these years. See, I always thought that greatness, regardless of if it was a, an individual or whether it be a team or just whoever you want to focus on when it comes to winning, I always thought that a team that's weathered through the storms, like UConn, that's built, they've been through so much adversity that when it's come times, you know, it's all about execution in the biggest moments of their career. So, NCAA tournament, I'm, I'm telling you, UConn just capitalizes. I don't know how everyone turns up. Everyone plays exactly what they're supposed to do. Listen, don't be surprised if UConn wins. That's all I'm going to say. Don't be surprised. Don't be shocked. Where I hear you, man. What, you, you got any disappointments? Anything that you seen that disappointed you? Disappointments? I, I, I will say I'm a little disappointed with Kansas State. Just because I wanted them to go far. Uh, I thought I thought Noel played well, but Keontae Johnson didn't come up and you know deliver like he did in the last game. Uh, I, but honestly, Kansas State went as far as I think anyone would have expected them to go to. They beat us, which I think was well deserved. Noel just he got to be one of those guys. And me and Chris talked about this in the group chat. I said, man, I wanted him to get drafted so bad. Uh, it's always going to come down to fit and what franchise picks up Noel. I think he can do it. Isaiah Thomas showed. You put them in the right situation, give them the right development in terms of staff and everything, et cetera, et cetera. Put them like OKC, Spurs maybe, just a franchise that's known for development. Uh, there's no reason why he can't have Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Thomas' career, in my opinion. Maybe not all-star level, but he's serviceable enough where he can hang around the league. You know? That's a fact. I agree with you. But uh, before I swing it to lives, though, since you already brought them up, this is something I really wanted to hit on tonight, man. That Kansas State and Michigan State game in the Sweet 16, the overtime, Marcus, uh, Marquise Noel uh, breaking the, the, the single game assist records in the, in the tournament with 19 dimes. Like, can we talk about that game, please? That's because 
That's personally one of the best games I've watched, like, live. Yeah, five steals, too. Yeah, five steals. He only had two turnovers, had himself 20 points. Keontae Johnson had himself a good game, too, 22.6 boards. And he had that that uh, at the, the exclamation point alley where he was pretending to be arguing with his coach on the sideline, and he tossed it up to Keontae, and he reversed it. That was a great game, but I, I also want to give props. To I love that State play. That, that that play was crazy, but I want to give props to Michigan State too because they played a hell of a game and they they played from behind for a lot of, like a big portion of that game. But in the second half and the nitty gritty of that second half, AJ, uh, AJ Hogarth and Tyson Walker really lit it up and really was g- giving them timely buckets. And those were the two guys that, that they I, said. Those are two guys that I, I had my eye on because. I felt like they were, those were their that was their best shot at making it deep into the tournament. Those guys had it clicking, and AJ Ogard was was distributing and making stuff easy for other guys. And uh, he was he did a good job. He had twenty five points and six dimes that game. And uh, and everybody, even Joey Hauser showed up, Jada Aiken showed up. But one thing that really killed them was their inability to play in the pick and roll, defend the pick and roll, I should say, because. Joey Hauser kept getting lost. There was two instances like I, I remember seeing where all, after Marquise Noel came off the screen and, and, and made his play, made the pass, or went to the basket over. Joey Hauser was looking somewhere in the state, like into the crowd, like just lost, completely lost. And there was a lot of plays where they just fell together, like fell apart defensively, like that. And uh, and Kansas State got some easy buckets. But um, yeah, I, I just had I had to I had to rant about that. That was that, that was a crazy game to me. But lies, I'm just gonna get to no, you, bro. What, what was some of your uh, biggest surprises, disappointments, and shockers in uh in this uh the three sixteen and elite eight? I really want to start out with like as far as just straight disappointments, and I'm gonna bring it back to Gonzaga and just their performance as a whole. Um, and I understand, you know, I guess a, a good defensive opponent. That I mean, still though, to me, they, they scored almost like what was it sixty points, fifty points? In yeah, a tournament game. Yeah, like they scored fifty four points in a tournament game. And again, I guess it was a very against UConn. I, I understand, but still, you're Gonzaga as well. And they're the big star, and they're 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 what their second year man, third year man, Drew Timmy. He had a very just mediocre game. <clears throat> Their their swing mans didn't show up at all. I, I just feel like they just did not come to come to sh- come up but, and just play at all. Gonzaga so got me. Yeah, not, not to cut y'all off though, but Lon, mm-hmm. what you say last episode, bro? When you when you when you watch them play, the Drew Timmy or die. <laughs> yeah, and and that's kind of it's unfortunate because they literally came off the year when they had people like Jalen Suggs, and so it's just like them are. Yeah. So I just, I just feel I don't feel bad because I still feel like they, they should have just put up a way better fight and get clipped by 30, 30 points basically. I mean, you know what, lies just kind of essentially put the nail in the coffin for me in terms of Gonzaga. I, I won't ever really get hype about Gonzaga again unless they get some Zion Williamson or some kind of talent, and the team looks solid enough to support that superstar type of NBA talent. I'm just – Gonzaga's just folded way too many times for me to even sit there and say, hey, that's coming from a uh, Kentucky fan over here. But, I, hey, I could call it out because I could see it, right? I was seeing it firsthand. Uh, man, right. Gonzaga, there's no more expectations for me. Uh, when you lose a guy like Drew Timmy, too, because he's obviously gone, 
I mean, as much as, you know, he played awful during this season in terms of NCAA tournament-wise, uh, his career, just like Oscar, he has a phenomenal career. Not too many people is going to match that type of career. Will he find NBA success? Who really knows? Uh, I, I, I don't think he can. But he can always find himself going to shoot. But who knows? Yeah, I can see why you say that too, Conley, because we got to put it in perspective as well that they weren't even really supposed to win that UCLA game. It was, <laughs> they, really they, 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 got a, they got a real lucky... Like, I'm sorry, second half surge, and they ran that Villanova play where they, they dumped it up. Julius, and he knocked it down. Meanwhile, he's fifteen for the rest of the game. But hey. Drew Timmy, like I said, Drew Timmy died. He had himself his, his thirty-six and thirteen, and he was carrying. He, it was it was at one point where he touched the ball every single possession, and listen, multiple times if need be, just for them to get him in his spots for him to. to to get in position to score because he was the only one that could get something that, that, that had it going. It was sad because I felt like I was watching Kentucky all over again. That's the team that beat us because they could beat us. It felt like I was like we dumped the ball to Oscar every time, and it was like it, it was like I was watching Kentucky basketball. These guys aren't going anywhere. They're playing the same, not the same way we are, but obviously dump it to the big man. Hope he can just create something for you. It's not feasible. Everyone know guards are in the tournament are the number one. Who out guards? We see it all the time. So. Sure. Lodge, any other disappointments or surprises before I swing it to our guy, Johnny? So I wanted to get down to, like, a one, like, a very specific surprise. And me and Kyrie watched this game together live. And at the time of the of the situation, it felt like the right play, play, wait. The right yeah. call, and which was the last, that last quarter by mm. San Diego State. And, and yeah. And as I slept on it, and I kind of like realized the stats of the game and comparing them to the games that were going on throughout the, the tournament. Yeah, that was like one of the least foul call games, and I kind of kind of figured because me and Kyrie would kind of drift off to the game and watch one of the NBA games, and you would notice just how fast the game was going. Mm-hmm. That was because there was no foul calls and going, and you were the game was physical, and the, the refs were letting the play the, uh, the players play. So to me, I kind of feel like that call should not have been made. We should have just put that game in the overtime because it wasn't like if the call was wasn't made, they would have lost the game. They would have just gave them an equal chance to all battle out for another five minutes. And I feel, and you know, it's just one of those things. You you, you know, you hate that a, such a matchup like that gets broken down to a call. You just wish he let listen. You let them, you know, hate makers for forty minutes so far. Just let them go an extra five minutes. But you know, definitely, I'm with you with that one, Lodge. Just I'm with y'all. I'm with y'all on that too. If if you know me, you know I'm I'm all for the games with with limited foul calls where you just let the guys play. Absolutely. But I, I had to keep it a beam with myself, man. That, it was a foul, like Nembhard. Oh, was a... on it on his hip on his way yeah. up in his shooting mode. You you yeah. simply just can't you simply can't do that. I don't know, Lodge. And, I was, this, was, I... this was the thing. This was the thing, though. But there's been plenty. Yeah, there's he, there's he been plenty of situations. His hand, high enough, his hand was high enough for a good contest, and he was going to miss and it th- anyway. Honestly, I right. I feel like they should just call. You know what? All right, that was a good contested shot. The offense they make it was put over. I don't know, man. Games like that, you it's hate a, that. It's there, there's been by plenty that. of times where there, where there where there's been calls at last second shots that were there been like at least a use a chance of being a foul call, and they don't call it just to let the game go into overtime. But, but they got to one of those because he missed the first free throw. But he still made the last one to end the game on some way. It was just no. It, it, the ball, in y'all case, the ball they lost. Like, 
Okay, ball don't lie, man. Ball don't stop. Listen, all I know yeah, you, is you can't you can't grab a guy's head and watch while he's in the middle of a shooting. Ain't really jumping. grabbing though. He just laid his hand on right there. That's like, what, just, it, was like a, it was like it was like a little like. hook on. It was like a little hook, bro. Like it was it was it was it was minor. Like I'm trust me, I'm not saying he mauled him enough, but it was real minor. It's like, a hook, bro. It's a hook. <laughs> it was a little hook. Nah, yeah. well, listen. Well, well, let's I, keep I, it, uh, my fault, guys. I, I, I'm gonna try to keep it going. We we still didn't get to Johnny. I want to hear what Johnny had, what Johnny's opinions are for this weekend, man. What you Lied, what you, got? Was a hook. <laughs> you gotta follow through, fellas. You gotta follow through. If it's a hook, you gotta flick the wrist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dog, I got um. Pretty much, um, my disappointment. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that out the way real fast. It's the yeah. same as y'all's. As far Take as your time, yeah. As far as yeah, as far as I ain't gonna spend too much time on this. It's, it's, it's Zagger. It's basically the same thing you guys said. Um, I expected them to actually be in the final four. It's kind of weird to see them not make it this far. Um, it's given their team history, but like, yeah, until they get like over that, I guess that prospected hump. Um, in in the NCAA tournament, I'm pretty much not gonna set in on them. I, I watched that game it. and I actually I, I watched that game and I actually expected them to win, but um I ain't gonna lie, man. When it comes to the college tournament, you can never like pinpoint any team or any outcome and that was definitely like a cause of that, but in, unless you're UConn, which leads right. to my next point. Like that's like the only darn team that seems to like keep like um you know getting over that hump and getting into the final four and having success in the tournament. And surprisingly enough, um, they were not favored. Did y'all favor UConn nope. to make the Final Four? Uh, you uh, expected them. No, I didn't know. I didn't either. I didn't. I didn't either. Um, I did. I didn't either. I honestly, in the in the B, and not to be an advocate or whatever, I actually nah. am not surprised at Florida Atlantic. I'm actually not. Um, <laughs> they were on a seven game win streak coming into the tournament. So I'm like, if it's a sleeper mm. team to look at, other than like, like Princeton was pretty cool, was fun to look at. It was another uh, sleeper team that caught my attention, but no, it was Florida Atlantic. Um, they're the team that I expected more than UConn. Honestly, UConn actually shocked me making it this far, but given their history, I could expect them there. But um, Florida Atlantic, they 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 like went almost undefeated in January, like coming into this, they had created a way for themselves, and they just rolled that momentum into the tournament. And um, you see where they are now. Both teams are in the Final Four, but if I had two shocking teams, I, I would pick UConn, and honestly, I would pick uh, San Diego State. But um, that's crazy. It, it, we talked so much. Yeah, yeah. Had they would have, you know, what I'm saying. But yeah, as far as like disappointment, it, it, but as far as my disappointments, I would lean to like the. I don't want to get too much into the politics of like the refs because I've I've done that before. But I would go to the free throws. I was mad at the at the free throws and the missed free throws in this tournament uh, this year. Like for teams to capitalize, it was a lot of foul calls, but team but players were not capitalizing at the line like on one and ones and when teams were in, in bonuses. And I think like I mean, shoot, if the refs gonna call it, whether you disagree with it or not, you got to make those shots. Um, but um, I think those uh, a lot had um, had an outcome and a lot uh, they 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 were main reasons. Of- a lot of outcomes and a lot of upsets, but I, that's a pattern with the NCAA tournament. But like you know, cream of the crop starts rising. But yeah, I will go with UConn and Florida Atlantic as my two like surprises. But I'm a little bit more surprised with UConn, I, ironically. Like even though they are, I think are the better school. 
I'm just more surprised for them to like crack the final final four. I think they had to suffer road. Wait, wait, Johnny, and shout out to you, man. We we got so passionate about the conversation and topic. That's how much we love college basketball. We got to do the most important thing to meet the potatoes. We ain't even give our predictions. So Kyrie, just bring it back around before we go to the next topic. For sure, for sure. Um, so yeah, that's what you want to do next. Time you want to do our predictions next? Yeah, let's do our predictions actually. Let's right. do our predictions. So you so, know what? Thank you. That's so though. tough. I'm tough, Kyrie. Tough. I'm just tough, Kyrie. I'm so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But swing to somebody else. Wait, hold on. Hold on. All right. My my fault. I didn't want to do this. But before we before we, before we get to this topic, can I just give y'all my disappointment? Oh yeah. I, I had I had a few more to touch on, but I. I I know we touch it. Touch it. Speak on it, brother. Speak on it. Speak on it. Speak on it, man. Yo, can we talk yeah. about how bad most of the freshmen played and and like the like the key like like the key freshmen in this draft played in this in this tournament? Really, Grady? I forgot. Can we talk about can we talk about San Diego State embarrassing Brandon Miller, bro? The shooter. The shooter. The shooter. Yo, y'all got uh, <laughs> That's the greatest skill, man. That's what scouts always praise. His shooting ability. Pass off to but, assist. Off ball screen. <laughs> fellas, in all seriousness, no. The man went three for 19. Mm. The man went three for 19. One of 10 from three. Had six turnovers. Mm. Yeah, I'm about and, to say, I know the six turnovers. I, I thought it was like three for 15. It was three for 19. I thought it was three mm. for 15. Mm. I mean, whatever. You got to grow up, right? But oh my god! Mm. All right, Josh. And and guys, what I'm telling you, like, and when I watch him get the ball, and and I was telling Elijah this, man, when I watch him get the ball and try to create something on the perimeter, and those San Diego State defenders got up into his his grill and his his dri- like his his dribble, he looked a lot like R.J. Bear's non creative ass out there, just fumbling Whoa. the ball. You can't get to the rim, like getting 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 impeded, getting blocked. Like he just had like nothing going on. You know what's crazy? And you know what's crazy, Kyrie, for the casual fan that you know that doesn't really know too much about the young prospects and stuff. If you look at his stats, you would think scoring would be the least problem for this guy. Exactly. Actually, you would think that. Uh, but nah, he doesn't have any offensive like. His moves is just like you said. I didn't even think about it, but Lodge, I'm sure Lodge is probably shaking his head in agreement. RJ Barrett, uh, is that his ceiling? What what is Brandon Miller's potential for him? If you were scout looking to draft him, what 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 do you see with him? You see a guy that can change your franchise, see a ten, franchise level talent. You asking me or asking Lodge? I'm asking both you guys. You think he's top three, Johnny? You can answer this too. Is he a top three? You guys, he's worth spending that what? pick, putting your future around him. Me personally, and I told y'all, I told y'all last episode, I'm not huge on him. I'm really not trying to knock him. Like nothing, it's nothing. Right. I'm not trying to take nothing. Uh, of but course. I, like you said, like the, I like the term you use, Colin, franchise altering. I just really don't see that when I watch him play. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see him being a good, like complimentary, like maybe second, third option type of guy. Like, like when, when I like when I watch him play, I really think it like Harrison Barnes. Ooh. And and that's mm-hmm. not bad. And that's not bad. I mean, Harrison Harrison Barnes put up numbers over his career. He got a chip with the Warriors. Like, I mean, but, but Harrison Barnes isn't what I'm looking for when I go into. I'm not looking for a Harrison Barnes. So if that's if that's what you compare him to, that doesn't excite me at all. 
Not yeah, one I mean, bit. I'm just I'm just going based off like like what I like just what I see. I know, I know. I'm just saying that's what yeah, I'm, for, I'm for, him to, for him to be a, for him to be a guard, his dribbles got to get better. Um, right. Defensive, defensively. It's I mean, a he's, bit, a, he's, a, he's a, a whole tough. way. He's like, no, he's no, don't get it twisted because when you, but that's the comparison. If that's what you can get, because I trust you because you, you really know your stuff. So when you say Harrison Barnes, that's the outlook you see for this guy. I say, man, is that it? So. All I'm going to say is he better not be number one or two drafted. No, he can't be. I, but then he's not going to be down one. Down. Nah, he can't never be one. But it comes down to team fit. You know, some of these teams are unpredictable, man. You know, so I don't know. But they have him as a top three guarantee. But workouts play a factor, private workouts, combine, you won't go to it. They're going to ask him mad questions about his off-the-court issue. He's got to expect that. And he's going to have to answer him or he can choose to run away. Either way, I don't see his stock really – I don't know. His stock is in flushing because of all the other nonsense outside of that. So I don't know. But, yeah, one he, he played awful, honestly. And like you said, uh, it's no excuse. Biggest moments – uh, this is where you show them who you are. Uh, you don't, right. you don't fold. You don't fold. And, you gotta and, execute. And the main thing, like before I just get, on, and before I get on to the next, uh, like freshman I wanted to touch on, like as as far as like a disappointment, like going into like the off season, like to the like the, to the draft season, like you don't want guy, like coaches to look at your resume and to look at like what you did this past season to go, yo, you're pretty much non-existent like the last month of the season. Like what? Right. Like like what happened? Feel me? Like really, like you said, Colin, when it matters most. So uh, yeah, like that's like that was just my outlook on him. But another freshman I wanted to touch on was Nick Smith Jr. Guys, a point guard. A lot of us see going high. Like I love high. that guy, man. He disappointed. He, he, he's got a so nice game. He's got a nice game to him, but it just seems like when he can, since he's come back from injury, he just hasn't really been the same. He hasn't been as effective. And uh, uh, it, it's shown in this tournament. I mean, he he hasn't really had a good showing at all in in, in this tournament either. And when and just for clarification, we're not using just the tournament itself because that that would be recency bias. Of course, uh, to talk about these guys like overall draft like prospect, you know. But it, like I, like I said before, it's the last of what we've seen before you you enter the draft. Don't you? I mean. Yeah, I mean, I mean, twelve and a half, thirteen points, about three dimes a game ain't really going to cut it in my book. It's disappointing. The next level. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Johnny. Just disappointing. Uh, I expected so much out of him, but he was hurt. But go ahead, Johnny. Just disappointing. Yeah, bro. Um, I like. I, I seen. I seen him too. Like uh, that injury really did. I think it would set him back as much as it did. I don't know if it was like because he's still young. Or what? But uh, as far as him trying to put himself into the draft, I would. If I was him, I would definitely wait. Um, uh, he could still, he could still do. He, ah, he's the thing about the thing about it is like there and uh, he's playing for Arkansas, so it's like he still has a chance to up his draft status for next year. But if he goes now, it wouldn't be as he wouldn't be a significant pit. A pick as he as he would like expect to be, but I don't know. He did get that. He did get attention going into the Sweet Sixteen, but I mean, uh, well, didn't uh, they beat? Uh, well, didn't they have a good showing against Kansas? I believe they had. They had. They had a, a, the team, the team itself too. did. Yeah. No, he was held. He was held scoreless over the last two. Oh, I watched it. He was like mm-hmm. two. For, if I can remember, I think it was like two for fourteen combined those two games. 
I think it was like 0 for 5 over the first two games of the tournament. Yeah, because if he, because he'll get into, because my thing is, if he gets into the league, it'll be off of like what little athletic ability he does have. I mean, even though he's coming off an injury, he still can blow past defenders. He still can shoot the ball relatively well. Um, He's, I mean, he's still young. Got that breakaway speed. Uh, You can put him in fast break. He's good in fast break situations. Um, He could be a combo guard. Um, he didn't do he didn't do bad uh with that with that uh, I think they had another freshman guard back there uh Anthony Black I think his name was or yeah, they yeah. Fan, they, okay yeah they had another freshman he he did he complimented him pretty well he he wasn't I wouldn't say he dropped that bad but it was just made it was just mainly during the tournament um he didn't force nothing offensively um that's probably like you know high expectations him still being young um it, it, whatever he's got a tendency to do isolated. Some plays he's got a tendency to do ISO a little bit, and he doesn't like you know he sometimes takes poor shots. I I, I chalked it up to his youth and coach, and you know I think that's coachable. But I I think no right. he he right now right now he's not he's not it right now. Well, Kyrie, another uh, and this is some live. I don't know if you noticed too is that outside of scoring, and I realized watching those two games, besides from forcing shots, trying to force himself into the offense. Like he's not contributing when the shots aren't falling. That's another big issue too. Uh, I feel yeah. like most that's what separates him and Casey. That's why Calipari chose Casey Wilds really over Nick. Uh, obviously Nick was the better offensive, you know, scorer. But Casey Wilds, when he's not scoring, I'm telling you, this man impacts the game still. Assists, interception, the lanes, just watching out for the lanes. He does. That's why he's so valuable as a prospect as compared to Nick. That's just me personally, but that, no, nah, that, that's totally true, Colin. Because I have noticed, uh, like at certain points of the season and even in the tournament, where he had tr- he had has had some trouble like creating out of the pick and roll and um hitting like just hitting the open man, putting guys in spots where they're supposed to be. But I also chalk that up to outside of Ricky Council, really, he didn't really have too much of like a spot up shooter. Anthony Black was a, is a streaky spot up shooter. Jordan Walsh isn't much of a spot up shooter. So uh, he he didn't really have a lot of guys to help him spread the floor a whole bunch. So I'm chalking up to that. I still feel like in the NBA in a, in a wider court in a bigger court setting, I, I I think I think he can improve in that. I think I, I'm not knocking it whatsoever. But what really concerned me was, like you said, Colin, even outside of like the playmaking, his like he's not really much of a defender. He's not really moving off the ball to try to get open. It's just not really much he's doing. If his shots not fall, but um, but on the bright side, I still think like Johnny said, he's lightning quick. He has great athleticism. He's a better finisher than what he I feel like than what he showcased this season. Um, I I still think he's got a lot of upside. It's just it's just real disappointing like these, these past couple uh games we've seen him in. But um, yeah, that was just just talking about some of the freshmen. That was just something I wanted to get off my chest because uh, we do got draft season coming up. And, you know, Wait, hold on. You on that? Wait. Hold on, no, definitely. But before you before you start the next topic, I want to ask Lodge. Lodge, uh, do you where do you put Nick Smith in this year's draft? He a top ten, top five? Is he a late lottery? Is he guaranteed lottery? But he slides a little bit late in the lottery, like eleven to fourteen, ten to fourteen. Where you where 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 you putting him, Lodge and Johnny? Just you two, Kyrie. Just give me your thoughts. Where you guys putting him? I can, I can see him in the five to ten range. This is all the team dependent though. Five to ten. Okay. Well, I really need to see this. I can't wait till this lottery selection happens. <sighs> we we're gonna talk about that too, guys. Gonna look out for that when it comes. I mean, I, I still think he's got top ten to twelve talent. 
for every single one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, feel, I can see him going anywhere. Yeah, I give him. I, I give him. I give him ten to twelve. I mean, four for nine in, against UConn. Yeah, his last performance, four for nine, eleven points. Not much of a rebounder. Let's mm-hmm. he let's he find other ways to contribute. I give him like in ten to twelve talent talent because he can play both positions of the guard spot, and you can use that in the league. Sure. Oh, all right. Say no more. Say no more. Okay. Go ahead, Kyle. Moving on to the big fish, fellas. We got the final four coming up this Saturday, April first. Um, first matchup, which is going to be at six oh nine p.m. Eastern time. We have the FAU Owls versus the San Diego State Aztecs. What do you guys got? Uh. Ooh, start with someone else, guys. <laughs> start with someone, Kyrie. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get to you, Johnny. Who you got, Johnny? All right, then. I guess we're gonna have to make our predictions here, right? So I'm gonna yeah. tell you this now. I'm 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 a ride. I'm I'm gonna continue to ride the wave, man. Florida Atlantic. Like I, I'm gonna ride with them. I like okay. I like what I like what they've been doing so far. I like uh who's that who's that kid Rosado? That 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 um that that big man number thirty um. Uh, not number. Th- I don't think that's his name, but the uh, I think I know who yeah, you're talking that, about. Yeah, that big man that they have. Yeah, that big man that they have. Um, like yeah, he really generates a lot of attention. Uh, for the defense. Um, I I think he'll I think he'll be a problem on the glass. I think Florida Atlantic they have they continue that run. Um, these guys are hot, bro. It's like I I like at the end of the day, San Diego State. Uh, what? Tramel, thirteen points a game. I like him too, but. At the end of the day, I like Florida Atlantic more as a whole defensively. I think that they get back on defense more. I think they slow the game up and play their pace. I'll take Florida Atlantic over San Diego State. Do not ask you the point spread. Don't ask you the point spread. Don't ask. No, I, 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 I don't need all that from. I, I don't need all that. From you. <laughs> Lies, what you got, bro? San Diego State, FAU. <laughs> uh, I, I, I honestly respect Johnny for honestly. Yeah, I know. I respect Johnny. Fourteen and eight throughout the tournament. Like, like he's been carrying. Forgetting, forgetting his pick out that smooth. I really don't. Johnny, play. I know Johnny. So Johnny, I love Johnny because Johnny can make the toughest decisions look like he's just tofu. And I, <laughs> I'm struggling. So I'm I'm going to use recency bias for San Diego State. And, and, and their past two performances defensively against big-time hitters like Alabama, shutting out their, all their stars for a whole entire game. I, I like them. I feel like they're, they're kind of the momentum stoppers, the, the show stoppers. So I feel like I got them taking up Florida Atlanta on Saturday. I like that. Who you got, Colin? Listen, San Diego versus FAU, Florida Atlantic. Ah, man, I, I want to say – San Diego goes. San Diego. Oh. All right, you know I, I'm gonna go with San Diego. I, I'm going. I'm gonna go with San Diego. Uh, I, I felt like the defense. It you can't hang with the Aztecs if you're not defensively stopping them all because offensively they can definitely get into a hurry. But Florida Atlantic, the way they doubled up with Kansas State, ah, uh, mm-hmm. so quick. Like the lead shot up so quick. I don't know. Florida Atlantic doesn't have the size, though, compared to San Diego. That's why I'm going to give it to San Diego. Florida just doesn't have the size. I think the tallest guys, what, 6'8", 6'7"? No, they, I mean, they, Florida, I mean, Florida, uh, FAU's got that big man, Black Golden from Russia. He, he's like a seven-footer. He, oh. he was killing their last game. He was is that the, is that, so, 
I gotta look. I gotta look really into the roster more. But I'm just gonna go with San Diego just because I've watched them. Like they 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 killed the Blue Jay offense. Like the Blue mm-hmm. Jay offense to the sum is just their offense is top ten in the league. I think in terms of efficiency and offensive points per game, they're definitely up there in terms of offense. If you can hold a top ten team offensively, down, I, I gotta give to San Diego in terms of that aspect. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I see why. Um, but I, I'm gonna have to agree with Johnny guys. I think FAU is gonna pull out the slight upset, man. Ooh, um, okay. One, I think, and you brought up a great point: San Diego State's defense, Colin, which has been good it, every time. It's been good as long as I can remember. Honestly, yeah, I just always remember San Diego State always being a good defensive team. And that was definitely the case this season. I, I told y'all what they did to Alabama. Like it's, it's that's real. That's something real hard to deal with. But I would think Florida Atlantic one has this like the spot up shooters and the shot creators to to battle with that. And like I mentioned, I think Vlad Golden is going to be the pivotal, uh, going to be the pivotal point because again, he's about, he's about seven feet tall. He's a big body. He's just a load to deal with down there as a, as a lob threat and as somebody that can get that team extra possessions on the glass. So I, I got to give this slight as the Florida Atlantic. But it's, and, it's, I, and I like John, and John, yeah, go, and I like John L. Davis too. John L. Davis I, had himself I, a good I like, game. It, Definitely about even, eighteen point, almost eighteen points and eight boards throughout the uh, tournament so far. We didn't even mention Elijah Martin. We, I know y'all seen that uh, that big photo, oh, yeah. the big line he had uh, that last sure. that last game they had. But he's a he's a big time scorer too. I think Damn. that's somebody else that's going to be kind of hard for San Diego State to uh, to contain because he's really athletic and he can get to the rim too. He's not just a one trick pony. So I think it's, it's going to be a super tough game. Though. I'm gonna have my eyes on that one for sure. But I feel like this the, is real real the real matchup, the real matchup. <laughs> we got Miami and UConn. I'm gonna get to Colin first. I'm gonna see who Colin got going. I'm going got with one. UConn. I'm going with UConn. You gotta look at who they took down. He took down Miami. Took down Texas. Uh, they played Drake. So what? But that's when they're on the Miami game. Yeah, bro. But I see what you're saying. I mean, I mean, I'm not Colin trying to call it too much in existence. Yo, wait, no. My boy no. talked in a time chamber. No. Yo, he got no, that no. That's why he's speaking that shit in distance, bro. No, listen. But I'm so excited. Yeah, you know, I'm seeing it to existence. But no, when you play Houston uh, and you do as well as you did against the number one team, uh, man, you – listen, Miami played against Texas and he played against Houston. I mean, Miami definitely got the resume to sit there and say, hey, wait a minute. We're still them guys. Uh, a lot of people are actually counting out Miami compared to UConn because UConn's been so dominant, uh, which I understand why, but I just can't count out Miami when you look at who they played against and they've succeeded against. So I'm really tough, but I think the Huskies could keep pounding inside because, listen, their rebounding margin, if you look at the stats, they overwhelm a lot of people. And then the size mm-hmm. combined with the right defensive intensity, if they hit the shots outside, because at least enough to where it's not a liability. Uh, I don't. I want to go with UConn, but man, Miami shut down the number one. Not shut down, but the number one team in Houston. They played great basketball from start to finish. So, I, you know what? I'm gonna go with UConn. I think UConn could do it. They just got to rebound. Offensive rebound, the second chance points is gonna be really key here. Uh, they got to defend, make sure that they clog the lanes. So, you know, it's it's a lot of stuff. But I think UConn can do it. They can do it. Okay. What my client is trying to say, 
because I'm, I'm about to say because see I always got to speak for my client. I've I've been I, if y'all if our listeners should know our day one listeners should know I've I've always been trying to be Colin's uh, publicist. Yes, sir. And, uh, he, he, he goes <laughs> off the rails with most of his comments and predictions. Now at the end of the day. I like to clear it up. Thank you, C, for not for not giving me too much to clear up because you didn't you're not completely <laughs> insane this time. Um, if you listen yeah. to the NFL segments, I had I had a dumpster session because I had to burn in the dumpster to clean them half the stuff this man said. But with this one, he's not completely crazy. I just want to clear up a little bit what my client is trying to say is he's not he doesn't mean to jump on UConn so fast because like we said, we're not going to under underestimate. Miami, especially uh, defensively. But the one thing I do want to add to his to what C was going with, I'm picking UConn as well. But one thing I do want to add to what C previously stated, you uh, Miami played great basketball. This is going to be a defensive matchup, in my personal opinion. Absolutely. And I feel like the way that UConn owns the paint, they've held their last what three or four opponents to like under 39% shooting in the paint. So it's like they're they pretty much they're pretty good at clogging up. Miami, however, stopped the number one uh, team in the country uh, defensively. But I think, me personally, I think it's going to come down. I think if my, I think Miami's ultimate fall in this probably will be foul trouble. They've been flirting a lot mm. with with with, with uh, foul trouble throughout the tournament. I mean, you be there as it may, tough defense and unfair officiating. You know how that goes, politics. But they've been they've been you know they've been getting in foul trouble a lot, and I feel like. UConn gets not. I'm not going to say they get the benefit of the whistle, but I feel like they play a little bit cleaner, and I think they have the better shooter at the end of the day, as C previously stated. Um, what's the kid name? Um, uh, Jordan, Jordan Hawkins. Hawkins. Jo- yeah, Jordan, Jordan Hawkins, Hawkins in particular. Yeah. It's been. I think he's like almost fifty percent. I think he's past fifty percent. Sixteen to thirty-one this year. Um, this so far in the tournament. I th- and them as a team, them as as a whole, like forty-two percent as a team from beyond the arc. So. In the tournament so far, just the tournament numbers. So that right there, uh, I think they call it the paint. I think they get out. I think they spread uh, Miami out a little bit more. I think they knock their shots down. I, and I think they succeed a little bit more at the foul line. That's it. And, okay. and I, Very, I like that. Well, before I sway it to you, Kyrie, please sway it to Lodge to end it all. Uh-huh. I, I just feel like size is going to be another thing. I know, I don't know if Johnny had, you know, Johnny touched on it a little bit, but size is really going to be mad here. So the reason why I feel like, Texas and Miami was such a great great matchup in itself and why Miami was able to match up with Texas was because uh Texas was really more guard, you know, you know, more it had more guards on it. So it kinda matched up the Texas the Miami's playing style in terms of guards because they both had the same amount of guards. Uh it was really guard oriented inside that matchup. But with UConn, the length is what really separates them. Like Johnny said, rebounding. They've been crushing their opponents by twenty three, by twenty like they've really been dominating this entire tournament, so they haven't let up. They got their eyes on the prize. Uh, just for that, me, I'm going to stay with UConn. That's a good point, Colin. I like the fact that you pointed that out. I didn't really realize that, but I know it's kind of like, like on that advantage. Yeah, it's really yeah. guard oriented. So, Lord, who you got, bro? UConn, Miami. Who's going to the finals? I got Miami. Mm. I was going with the uh, Lone Wolf. He going on Miami because he's seen the fucking end. Potato is playing wild. Not even there. I played with And it's because Jordan Miller and, and Isaiah Wong and re put me on. I'm not even going to lie to you. 
And Jordan Walker's coming off a game where he didn't miss the entire game. So it was just like, okay. I really feel like the good idea of these guys have the, the hot hand. It just took down Texas, as Colin just said. Um, I feel like they've also had a very, very tough route throughout the tournament. They had to break off using the number one team in the tournament. Um, so I really do feel like they can pull off another another big upset, another knockout of one of the teams that's really – you're expecting them to go to the tournament. The, not the tournament, but the championship game. But I feel like Miami will take them out. And their guards, their, their backcourt with Jordan Miller and Isaiah Wong, I think they'll lead them away. Okay, um, I like that. I like that a lot, actually, and I can honestly see that happening. Again, this this is a, this has been like the most like weirdest Final Four we've had in a while because literally anybody can win it. Anybody. And it's like honestly, like me personally, I wouldn't bat an eye at like any of the options <laughs> that we get. Honestly, like it's just like, hey, that hey, I, I don't, I'm not surprised. Yeah, honestly. it's wide open. Like like C said, no blue bloods, no blue bloods. Yeah, exactly. And unless you want to consider UConn one, I personally do. But I mean, you. Anybody else out there? It, but. I, I mean, you. Uh, see, that's so hard because it's like it's just unfair to UConn because those blue bloods as traditionists go back almost a hundred years, and it's yeah. like UConn tradition it, just isn't that rich for a hundred. Maybe you, you, you know what it is. Though? I'm not trying to get too off topic, but you know what it yeah, is. Yeah, I know. Though? Even yeah. though, even though it's, we're talking about men's UConn. I feel yeah. like women's UConn basketball oh, just lumped up into that too. <laughs> Low key, it just lumped so up. So he's not crazy. I was thinking he's. He, I'm thinking, bro, they win a lot. They win a lot, bro. And that should be enough. That should be enough. This is my pushback. This is my pushback. This is my pushback today. As much as I love uh, a UConn women's basketball, I'm, I'm not a fan. Just love the game and coaching. I, I don't know, man. I don't. Uh, you would have tied together. You would have. You would have tied I'm not. I'm not, say, I'm not saying it has to be tied together. I'm just saying when I look at it, like I can't help but do it. Feel me? Number eleven rings. I know eleven rings hit different though. <laughs> See, the, it hit different when <laughs> you got eleven. Who does I'm saying it's not the same. You want to love when you're old. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know what? All right, I get it. I understand. Man, I don't want to get off topic, right, but do you want to touch a little bit of the women's tournament final four? Or you want to say it for another episode? We could do it for another episode because I want to. Shout, shout, shout out Caitlin. Shout out Caitlin. Shout out Caitlin Clark. Shout out Adrian. Yeah, let's go. Sure. Shout, shout out Caitlin. Let's see. Shout her. out South Carolina. Lot range. <laughs> that final four is something to look at too now. But I'm, I'm so excited for the women's game. Just want to look at it. We'll say that for the 100th episode, too, but we'll, we'll lump that with the college segment. Oh, man. Can't wait. Can't wait. But um, I wanted to give my, my uh, prediction for this uh, this matchup. Then I wanted to go around for you guys, give the matchups y'all had for the championship, and tell me who y'all winner is. But before that, I'm going to just go out and say I got UConn with a slight win over Miami. Lies almost convinced me. <laughs> Because I was going back and forth between them this whole this whole episode, I couldn't really, I hadn't really been able to pick. Lies almost convinced me because one thing I also realized about Justin Larinaga and his Hurricane Squad is that they're really good to adjusting and making and, and making their weaknesses disappear. Of course, but one of the weaknesses which you pointed out, Colin, that I I think is going to be too big to make disappear exactly. is that size. Is the size and. Adam Sonogo is a, is a big man, like to the core. And and the thing about him is too, though, which is rare in a lot of big men. He's very good at running the floor. He has good hands, and he's he's a really good. Thank finisher. you. 
He didn't he didn't shoot well in his last game. I think he went like three of eleven or something like that. He still had him his ten points, his ten boards, and his six dimes. And he was a, he was a force in the paint. And uh, he, he's doing a great job on Drew Timmy. He pretty much made Drew Timmy a non-factor for the most part. He only had 12 points. I think that's like the lowest he scored all tournament, if not all season, baby. But I think that, and plus with their, their freshman big man, uh, Donovan Klingon off the bench, even though he doesn't see a whole lot of time, he's still just another big body down there that, that eats up space. So, I don't know, Kyrie got always factor in too. They've been beating every one of their opponents by fifteen or twenty points more, man. Uh, I'm yeah. telling you. But that, that's at, at the same time. That's when I had to get past to Miami too, because I got I gave them no shot against Houston. I didn't think they'd that's be able to handle. I didn't think I didn't think they'd be able to handle. I wasn't worried about Marcus. Uh, I'm sorry, Marcus Sasser really. But I that's didn't true. really think they'd be able to handle Jared just because his his blended size and speed and and, and agility. I didn't really think they, they could handle that, but they they did. So I that's what I'm saying. It's it's going to be a tight game between that two. But I got I got UConn with the slight edge just because I think Jordan Hawkins is too prolific. Uh, what's his, I can't remember Andrew uh, Jackson. I think I'm blanking on his name right now. But um, the light skin boy with the, with the jumper, he those guys could really who Andrew Jackson. That's his name, Andrew Jackson. But uh. With uh, like I said, with Sonogo, I think that team is just too deep and too again too experienced. Uh, Listen, for, man, I've I've just reading some reports on the UConn coaches getting advice from the women's UConn basketball coach. Okay, Kyrie. <laughs> oh, he did. He, he yeah, he did advice. He's getting advice from him just like you. <laughs> well, how about that? Listen, that boy, he's getting a know, fight. Listen, like, yeah. okay, Kyrie, you know what you was all right. I, you, you, you know, you always know, but this is all right. Okay, Kyrie, I mean, coming in. I mean, you gotta, you gotta assume. I mean, it was just, it was like that in high school. Like the boys' teams and the girls' teams is always tight. You know what I mean, I was yeah. always it's, it's like that in college. Like you want to just hey, if, if our teammate in the final four and y'all in, we, we go support y'all. We want y'all to win. You know I mean, so I, that really doesn't surprise me. I'm happy you did though, because because Gino Ariyama, bro. Legend, go legend, cold but competition. I want to, I want to go around with everybody before we end off the episode here. I want to go around to everybody, y'all, to uh, tell the uh, the listeners what your uh, your championship is, the matchup is, and who you got winning. So I'm going to start off with Johnny. Who's the championship matchup that you have, and who's the winner? Johnny, yes, sir. My one. Yes, you are. All right, cool, cool. Who I? All right, let me. Say, hold on. Yeah, let me let y'all know who I got here. That being said, I got um. In my matchup originally, well, from my previous predictions, my matchup is going to be Florida Atlantic, and UConn, and yeah, I would I would have took I I think their reign ends there based off of uh like you said UConn's experience and. Uh, them making the final four. I want to say that Florida Atlantic like cracks that national championship. Like that, th- this would be their first one if they was to get that far, right? Or yeah. they had they haven't had one since '79 or something. Like that. They probably no, had the tournament since '79. Yeah, okay. no. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I want to yeah. say that. Though, I, I want to say that. I think well, UConn is just too much. Like we said before, yeah. Like we said before, UConn just that prestige, just that coaching, just that. I think um, the 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 recruiting. I think the uh, the players they better overall as a team. I think they're I think they're overall bigger. Um, they I think they're um, like I said before with the coaching they're like 
I think they're like undefeated when they. I think they're like undefeated when they have they, over like a certain number of assists or when they pass the ball over like fifty percent of their like possessions or something like that. Some weird stat like that, but the way that just speaks to their coaching and that speaks to like the on, players that they have on the floor. I think that hold they, on, um, stat man. I'll if you don't mind me, it, if you ahead, don't mind see, me throwing, throwing these two stats, and let me advocate for you now. UConn has matched up with Miami twenty five times in the program history and has won seventeen of the matchups. And UConn mm. is four one all time in national semifinals. Just gotta throw the stat out there, stat man. Ay ay ay. Yeah. Miami over Duke, and that's compared oh, to the last. First of all, we didn't even expect UConn even be this far. That's right? true. Like <laughs> we didn't expect <laughs> any of these teams to be this far. That's the thing. <laughs> no, right? yeah. nobody had Miami in their final four. Nobody had. Ed no, I definitely. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't have. <laughs> my bracket got cracked. Like like I had Miami like, like three sixteen at the most. I think in one of my in my bracket. I the think old, Miami was three sixteen. I will say Florida Atlantic was the team that I had. I didn't have them going this far, but I had them doing upsets. I didn't know how far this Cinderella season would go, but I circled them as my Cinderella team. I think it ends with UConn, though. I think it, I think they get over. I think they get over the hump. They get to UConn at the national championship, and UConn takes it. Got you, Lodge. How about you, bro? Tell the uh, tell the listeners your matchup and the winner. So I would have San Diego State against Miami, and I'm gonna have to go with Miami. Okay. I'm gonna definitely have to go with Miami. I feel like as far as like a championship game, I feel like. They'll have the bigger players to kind of show up and give their team an extra push and an extra kind of like an eagerness and aggressiveness to, to kind of finish the job. Whereas, as even though San Diego State is probably like as a whole a better like form team because they're not really any like high profile guys or guys that kind of like soak up all the energy. But I just feel like as far as this situation, I feel like again Jordan Mill and Isaiah Wong will kind of show up and kind of push their way through. And, and and get themselves a chip. For sure, I like that. Huh? I can party, that. party on South Beach. Yo, on South Beach. Be party. Imagine, imagine you win a basketball championship, man. It definitely, for, especially since them being known as a football school back in the day. Them Bro, Ed Reed going to show up. Ray Lewis going to show. I'm about to say the football <laughs> players are going to show up to that party. That's a fact. Colin. Let the uh, let the listeners know your champion uh, your championship matchup and the winner. Listen, I'm going with UConn. I'm gonna go with the U. I'm going with UConn. I just feel like I look at those stats. Who you, who you got uh, them playing though? I forgot who you had in the other matchup. Oh, I had them playing. Uh, I had them playing Miami. Uh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I had them playing Miami, um, and I just feel like UConn just it just has a lot of a lot of overwhelming advantage. Not overwhelming. The length is the overwhelming advantage, but they just got a lot of advantages. And I think Miami combats that. They fight with that, but not overshadow those advantages, in my opinion. So just mm-hmm. for that reason alone, I'm going to go with UConn. But I'm not surprised if Miami does beat UConn. Not surprised at all. This tournament is full of surprises. So uh, I'm just going to sure. go with UConn, just based off the facts. Okay. I like that. like that. I can definitely see that. So, me, I have UConn meeting up with FAU in the finals. And I'm the two bucks. I uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just go ahead and go with UConn. I'm gonna make it uh, a three uh, a three way sweep with me, Donnie and uh, and Colin. I, I hey, we've been seeing out on that. Yeah, I, I just think you, like like I said before, bro. And 
Granted, FAU will have the size if they are to meet up with UConn. They'll have the size to compete with them. They'll have the shot creators to compete with them. But I but, think UConn is just on another level right now, bro. Like, I, I just think, like you pointed out, playing uh, how recently they've been playing, how well they've been playing on the interior defensively. I think uh, I think they just have too many weapons on both ends of the floor to uh, to lose. This, I, I really, I honestly think this is UConn's championship to lose. If, uh, really? Uh, I don't uh, know. I don't know. I think UConn. I think me. If I had the personally pick, UConn is my most probable champion. But I'm not surprised if they're not though. I'm really yeah, not. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you. If FAU go goes out and win it like John, like Johnny was theorizing earlier. <laughs> NCAA no, but also, how crazy would it be if FAU met up with Miami, two Florida teams in the, in the, in the, uh, in the championship? How wild would oh, that be? Oh, we at Miami. <laughs> We're going to Miami. We're going to watch the game live. <laughs> <laughs> watch the yeah. game live. But I'm going to swing it back to you, Colin, to close it out, bro. Thanks for letting what? me uh, moderate this episode. This has been a great episode, y'all, for sure. Absolutely. And with that being said, that concludes episode 99 of the Restricted Zone Podcast. I want to give a big shout-out to my fellow co-hosts, Kyrie. Thanks a lot, Lodge and Johnny. Thanks a lot for each and every single one of you guys. Hopefully the fans enjoy this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it for these guys. Also, be on the lookout. YouTube, we will be on YouTube very shortly. Uh, our 100th episode will be coming within the next week, so definitely be on the lookout for that. Uh, definitely share that out with your friends and et cetera, and definitely follow us on Instagram at Restricted Zone Pod. You can follow the crew individually. Our Instagrams will be in the description below, each and every single one of us. You can follow us on all streaming platforms. I'm talking about Apple, Spotify, whatever streaming device that you have, Google Podcasts, we are on there. Best of all, free 99. Don't got to pay a cent. All we ask for you to do is to listen and just share and support and give us your feedback. Can't thank you enough. Stay out for us on YouTube and enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Be safe, all right? <laughs>